What is happening? Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah, the producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. I look forward to our conversation about our commitment to impartiality, to transparency, and to accountability. If it's okay with all of you, I'd like to read you something I personally wrote as I thought about these issues. And I'm also going to tweet it out right now. I want to start by making something very clear. We don't consider political viewpoints, perspectives, or party affiliation in any of our policies or enforcement decisions. Period. Impartiality is our guiding principle. Jack uh, Dorsey, former head of Twitter two years ago, testifying before Congress. No, Twitter, we don't do that. We don't shadow ban. We don't edit accounts. We don't try to uh, filter accounts so that they don't perform it. We don't do any of that at, at all. A couple of journalists, including Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi, say, yeah, uh, that's not true. They've been doing this long investigation, and apparently these bombshells keep coming out. Now, and I'll start here. Uh Twitter has the right to censor speech. They are not a government entity. They have that right to do that. Am I right, uh, counsel? Yes. Yes. They can do that completely within their right. That is not censorship. The censorship ultimately happens when the government says, you can't say this. But what Twitter is doing is then they're lying and then not telling. Apparently, if you're to believe these reports, that they apparently didn't let people know. Hey, Andy. Uh, that, that hot take you had on uh, Contreras signing with the Cardinals, we're blocking it. Uh, that's the kind of stuff they would do, allegedly. Well, and I think the more concerning thing is, and I think initially the Democrats were saying, oh, the communications with Twitter were just between the Biden campaign and Twitter. And, and so the Biden campaign technically isn't a government entity. And, you know, the most recent drop is showing more interaction between actual government entities, talking about meetings, you know, with actual government entities. And that's what's concerning, because although Twitter is a private entity, we, we also don't want to see the government using a private entity to then censor speech, which it's not allowed to do. So I, I think that's where, it, you know, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And I think, I think you know, Elon has all the receipts. And so if Jack Dorsey's going to get on and, and say stuff like that, uh, Elon is airing all of his dirty laundry now. Um, and, you know, it's. It, I think people need to take a hard look at it. It's more fun to air other people's dirty laundry, isn't it? It is. <laughs> instead of your instead of Elon's your got some dirty laundry, but yeah. I, it's been aired before, a lot of it. So you've heard the phrase shadow banning. It's where, uh, you, in effect, you say, yeah, we're, we're not going to give that tweet, for example, whatever. We're not going to give it the exposure. It's not going to get promoted. Well, we didn't shadow ban. We did visibility filtering, so they've evolved the term on it. It's not shadow banning, it's visibility uh, filtering. Yeah, it all has to do with the algorithm, right, and what, what gets higher on the algorithm and what doesn't. And the algorithm's always been kind of a black box. You don't really know why sometimes things go viral or, or you know, in the opposite, go don't go. And we're starting, you know, from these emails, I think we're starting to see a little bit of the internal processes. But, uh, you know, on the, on the upside, what makes something go viral? I, I, I don't know. Uh, and I'm, I've been wondering about this because I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter. Mm. So I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because you can't remember your username. Are you shadow banned or does no one like you? Uh, Are you just uncool? A and B. No blue check mark. <laughs> no blue check mark. At Rather Brendan is where you can find me on Twitter. Stephanie Bell's at Stephanie S. Bell. 
Uh, Hannah is at producer underscore Hannah. Marsh is at KWOS. And Andy Humphrey was in for Brian Housworth again. Hey How can we find you on Twitter? At Andy R. Humphrey. Uh, hey, Andy, you actually do use Twitter a lot. I do. Uh, yeah. Have you noticed any differences since Elon bought Twitter? Yeah, I get got a lot by fake accounts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because people so you're will, falling for them? Uh, sometimes. But, I mean, people will buy up the blue check mark yeah. now because yep. anybody can get it and they'll pretend to be a prominent you know baseball reporter saying hey Aaron Judge is signing with the Cardinals <laughs> like and then people will fall for which it which kind of happened almost incidentally <laughs> I mean almost yeah. I don't know but interesting yeah. Uh, so I'm watching over the TV on the week, and I think this is a big deal. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of folks talking about every single news outlet talking about Twitter, especially since Elon Musk came in and, as many would say, saved uh, the day with allowing people to say what they want on the uh, on the venue. So I'm flipping around on TV yesterday, trying to catch what people are saying. Nothing there. Change channels. Nothing. You should get a new TV. They weren't covering it. Nobody, nobody's covering it. And I hate to be that guy on a conservative talk radio stage. Why is nobody talking about it? I can't stand that phrase, by the way, because when people say, well, you're talking about it, right? Or they're not talking about it because maybe it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. Uh, but nobody's talking about it. We are. We are. And, I, and, and the, the, the reason why, I think, is, is obvious because wasn't, and we're starting to see this, for example, with COVID. You look at test scores, even in, lo, in some of our local school districts a couple years ago, there were people saying, you know, you yank kids out of school and it's really going to mess with their test scores. Well, the kids are going to die if you said, no, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, it's simply not, uh, not true. Can we talk about everyone's immune systems since COVID? And how present company included, <laughs> right? Yeah, I leave for just a few days, and you guys are falling apart. Now I'm afraid you're going to give it to me. It was rough. It was a rough week last week, <laughs> and we're off to a fine start already. And yeah, it's only six fourteen uh, in the morning, but they're doing it because uh, nobody, the, the, the national news outlets, aren't talking about it because it, it is being proven now what people have said all along. Twitter has a political favoritism, and they have that right to do it. But what they did when they were banning some people and not banning others or you know, messing with the algorithms, that is simply wrong. And they know they're wrong. And what do they do when they're wrong? Well, you just ignore it. If I don't look under the bed, the boogeyman ain't there, right? It's a little kid when you say, just don't look under the bed. It's not there. That's what they're doing. They're four- and five-year-old kids who are afraid of the boogeyman. They won't look up under it and at least have some kind of... Hey, okay, let's look at this. Let's just not stand pat, stand pat with what our position has been over the years. Twitter doesn't do this. They're not that. Let's, let's listen with an open and critical mind, and let's think about what is happening there. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell, back in the house. Good morning. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't laugh too hard. Yeah. Uh, there's John Marsh. How are you doing today, man? I'm here. Good at yeah, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And we apologize. Listen, we started getting hate mail Friday. We did. Man, I'm, 
Sorry. Uh, we're trying, we're gargling with motor oil and hydroxychloroquine and doing inhalants and all kinds of stuff. And uh, uh, this is what it is. There's Mr. Andy Humphrey. Hey there. Good to see you. That's producer Hannah. Good morning. My name is Brandon Rathard. If there is something that we can do for you, 874-9390, 874-9390. By the way, blow to supporters of, I think it was called, was it employee housing, John? It wasn't called a, a workforce. Workforce, workforce housing, correct. Workforce development housing in Jefferson City. Have never met City Councilman Jack Deacon from uh, Jefferson City. Have never met him in person, but when I do, I'd like to shake his hand and they say thank you for being the guy who called us out and saying this is not uh, uh, employee development housing. This is affordable housing. Uh, supporters getting some bad news on Friday. Jefferson City Mayor Carrie Turgeon. She's here at six thirty-five. Potentially talk about what that next step is going to be here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. More folks continue to react over the weekend regarding Brittany Griner. And I think some of the big things, if you checked out of the news over the weekend, apparently there have been several folks that even within the uh, Trump administration have said, hey, Trump had an opportunity to perhaps bring Paul Whelan home. Um, it didn't happen. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but obviously the knock is we have this guy, a retired Marine, who has been in uh, been in a Russian prison for several years, a bogus trial, bogus charges, and all that stuff, and we get Brittany Griner home, the WNBA player. Now the administration is saying, listen, it, it, Paul Whelan for them wasn't even on the table. You'd like to say BS, but maybe there's some truth to that. So we've heard reaction from athletes. One Dallas Cowboys player kind of got knocked on Twitter because he's like saying what we had said. What the hell did you bring this one home? We got, listen, we want to bring all of our Americans home, Brittany Griner included. But what about this guy, Marine, four years there? And and he got some flack on Twitter. Uh, I saw on the national news outlets over the weekend, if you were upset by Brittany Griner being freed, then uh, you're uh, racist and you're, uh, uh, is it transphobic? If you're afraid of gay people or something, I don't know what the exact phrase is. Homophobic. Homophobic. That's why. That's why you didn't like the fact she well, came home. And I'm mad that I didn't see Hannah's face because Hannah doesn't get too fired up. But you start talking <laughs> Brittany Griner. I was I, I when that story came out, I was like, oh, I wish I was there to see the look on Hannah's face when she heard the news. I was ticked off. Well, here's what did it for me. So this is developing during the show, and we're in the middle of the thing, and the interns and everybody, well, everybody, there was very few people here last week, but everybody's running around, and Hannah says, hey, uh, look, and we get this notification that Brittany Griner had been freed, and I'm watching Hannah, and she visibly, as a matter of fact, if you were watching on our YouTube channel at Wake Up Mid-Missouri, she visibly said, what the and you could see it. Whoa, careful. Play his day. And that's what did it for me. It's like, yeah, that's the reaction of a, a, a 22-year-old conservative college grad who's going, what the hell is this? Her face reaction. Reaction on her face. Said it all. So we've gotten reaction from uh, from everybody. Politicians, talking heads, sports world. We had Boomer Esiason even uh, saying the Boomer Esiason. I think he's in the Hall of Fame quarterback now. Does stuff. I think for Fox Sports. He even said this. This is crazy. We had somebody say this is not a swap. This is a loss. So how does Russia react to Brittany Kreiner coming home? Here's how Russian state television handled it. And this plays right into our point. Stephanie, what have we been talking about since the tragic events of January the 20th 
of 2021. We're not looking great on the worldwide stage, that's nope. for sure. Every time Joe gets up somewhere with his ice cream cone talking about world policy, you know, it's, it's scary. It's like watching your kid get up to bat in Little League Baseball for the very first time. Uh, Russian TV says Whelan was a spy and he is a hero to Americans. And he says three things went against Whelan. His first problem, this is Russian state television, his first problem, he is white. His second problem, he's a man. His third problem, he's a heterosexual, white cisgender dude. You know, uh, and for the folks that, that were critical of this move to bring Brittany Griner home, I think a lot of folks were labeling us. Uh, well, it's just because she's black and she's a lesbian. No, it's not. It's because of Paul Whelan. That's why we're not upset that Brittany was coming home. We're just saying, hey, what about this guy who's been there for four, uh, four years? Or what about the uh, you know international arms dealer that you sent back to Russia? What about that guy? Oh, my God. You got to hear this. Uh, this is Congresswoman Shirley Jackson Lee, MSNBC, because that was the big thing. Uh, this guy, Victor Boot, was called, he was called the Merchant of Death. Best we could tell, I don't know if Brittany Griner has any nicknames on the court, the WNBA. Not the world. I can't think of any. This guy's nickname was the Merchant of Death, Congresswoman Shirley Jackson Lee on MSNBC over the weekend. He was sentenced to 25 years. He saved, served 11 to 16 years. I don't know. They can't remember the exact number. But in actuality, um, his weapons might have been used to kill Americans. But he has not killed Americans. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't kill Americans. Okay. And that is a progressive Democrat Congresswoman's take. Well, but he didn't kill any Americans. Coming up five minutes from now, Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. What's underneath? The circus tent this morning. Well, young people might be quiet quitting this, and I think I'm in favor of that. Younger people quiet quitting this new thing. That story coming up five minutes from now in the Daily DC Rundown on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring Brandon Rathers. Thanks for making Wake Up Mid-Missouri your favorite morning show. 93.9 The Eagle. Past time that Africa has permanent seats at the table in international organizations and initiatives. We need more African voices in international conversations that concern the global economy, democracy, and governance. Governance. Climate change, health, and security. John Kirby, National Security Council, talking about kind of giving a little bit of a preview is uh, Joe Biden's going to meeting be meeting with nations from Africa. That's getting us into today's daily D.C. rundown on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There are 49 invited heads of states and leaders headed to Washington, D.C. The meetings begin on Tuesday, are expected to uh, the summit last three days. Um, the first gathering of this kind was held eight years ago by President Barack Obama. Um, and this is one of the first uh, or I think the largest summit that Biden has hosted since uh, the coronavirus. So a uh, big deal. Biden will be uh, and there's actually, you know, a lot 
of times they have these summits and they kind of get together and like nothing. You're just like, oh, we had a meeting. It was nice. They eat lobster and ice cream. Well, they are having a dinner at the White House, so we'll see what's on the menu. Uh, There's a lot planned. Um, But the White House said that there will be major deliverables and initiatives, which is kind of code speak for there's going to be some announcements. One has already come forward. There was a uh, major announcement that Biden uh, is going to declare his support for adding the African Union as a permanent member of the group of 20 nations. That's the first announcement, but there are expected to be more. Of course, Biden is going to try to downplay the role that China and Russia have in Africa right now and strengthen our relationship with the leaders as they come into D.C. Um, We've talked a lot about quiet quitting and uh, young people, and maybe they're quiet quitting the Democrat Party. Um, so a uh, there was a study on the last election, and whereas before uh, they had been they had broken sixty four to thirty four percent Democrat GOP, um, and that was an eighteen, and then sixty one thirty six in the last uh, in twenty twenty. Um, this time around, it was just. 5341. And that surprises me because I thought it was, I thought young people were the reason why we didn't do as well in the midterms as we were supposed to. Well, that's what I'm not understanding. If uh, the Republicans did so well, or if the Democrats, I should say more accurately, did so so poorly with these younger voters, where did they go? Well, some of these people, some of it is my fault, my people's fault. So voters under 30 didn't go as heavily for Democrats, but people, the uh, millennials, just slightly older, did uh, exceed expectations in voting for Democrats. But I think that's really interesting. And one of the one of the folks said, you know, it could be high inflation that younger people, you know, they have lower wages, and so they could be particularly affected by inflation. Um, but uh, but this uh, professor said, you know, there's no reason why Republicans can't rebound among younger people, and that's what you've been saying all along: is hey, we've got to start. You know, they're not a lost cause. Like <laughs> sometimes I feel like they are, uh, but perhaps um, there's room there for us to pick those folks up. Also, uh, we're hearing a lot about Brittany Griner and her coming back. Uh, the guy who is the special presidential uh, envoy for hostage affairs, Roger Carstens, apparently was on the flight and he was like, you know what? She sure talked a lot. And guess what? She was so nice. She shook everyone's hand. She got their names. She had conversations. She's been in prison. She hasn't had conversations with anyone for a really long time. Of course she wants to talk to people. Of course she wants to like have face-to-face interaction. But he was chalking it up to like, she's just so kind and nice and pleasant. She's grateful to be out of prison. Remember, right. this is the same person who was not grateful to be an American. Also, she talked 12 hours of an 18-hour flight. If that's not another reason to hate her, <laughs> that's a bad, bad play. Uh, affordable housing in Jefferson City. What's next?